You are going to fuck up. It's inevitable. Regardless of if you are the most disciplined or the most consistent person in the world, eventually everybody falters. And that is what we're going to be going into in this week's episode of the Moist Health Podcast. Ladies and gents, welcome back to episode 75, I do believe it is, uh, unless I've done my counting wrong. Thank you for being with me for as many episodes as you have so far, and I hope that this particular week I can add just a little bit more onto your already, hopefully, if you've listened to the majority of these episodes, information, knowledge base, whatever the hell you want to call it, experience, open-mindedness. I mean, hell, the whole point of these podcasts is to get you to self-reflect. So hopefully we're going to trigger a little bit more of that today. But yes, as mentioned, welcome back to another episode. And this week we are going to be talking about failure. Because the problem is, when it comes to failure, people get derailed. Failure becomes this self-perpetuating negative cycle where we go wrong, And then because we've gone wrong, what ends up happening is we feel like shit. So, you know, we've gone wrong. We maybe are not organized with our calories, whatever. And then we end up over consuming. We then feel bad for over consuming. But the problem is because the line then isn't drawn, because we set ourselves up with this mindset of you must be perfect. We then self-deprecate, which then means that that overage of calories or that little kind of weird moment then goes into another day and then another day. And that one original day won't actually have affected things too much. As you guys should know by now from listening to these podcasts, we are what we do as an average. We are what we do the majority of the time. And therefore, if you have one moment of higher calories or one moment where you lose control, it genuinely isn't the end of the world. Not even within the space of that week, unless you've absolutely kicked the ass out of it. And then worse come to worse, you're just not necessarily going to progress that week. But that's an extreme circumstance. The issue comes when it snowballs into a day two and a day three because we're beating ourselves up and ironically we're beating ourselves up but we're doing the very thing that we're beating ourselves up for. The human mind is a, it's a weird and complex thing. And sometimes this self-perpetuating deprecation cycle can lead us to the point where we never actually start again. Where we go wrong, we gain some weight, we lose our way and because we're so embarrassed, particularly if we're being, say, coached or we're in a group or have to attend a group, we then feel so ashamed to get the wheels turning again that it's the easier option to continue to feel like shit, to continue to do the damaging behavior than it is to be accountable for it, to draw that line. Now, the reason why I wanted to particularly address this in a podcast is because it's very easy as the coach for people to put you on a pedestal. To think that you are, you know, Mr. Perfect in the sense of, well, yeah, you absolutely adore exercise. You can't exist without it. You know, it's it's your your air to breathe. And oh yeah, calories. You talk about it all day long, so you must be super disciplined. You must be absolutely on it. But if any of you have listened to any of the seventy four episodes that preceded this one, you'll know that I go on my own journey as much as you guys do. The nice part is doing what I do. I do follow my own advice. I do listen and I reflect and I input things to help me stay focused. Every day I struggle to get up and get in the gym, not because I don't enjoy the training itself. I enjoy the outcome. And believe me, if I could have the outcome without the training, on some days I would definitely take that. But it's understanding the means to the end. It's understanding that to achieve certain things, there has to be certain sacrifices. And sometimes it's very much a case of, 
Well, what else you can do with your time? You might as well achieve something. But my point is that if we go forwards into these journeys of transformation that we go on with the attitude of, I must be flawless, we're doomed to fail. If I look back at my entire career as a coach, I'm not even going to look at my entire life because, yeah, there's been plenty of failures there. But if I look back at my career as a coach, I could look at so many different things which I failed at. There have been tons of clients which I have failed to influence. And by influence, I mean my job is never to do the work for someone. I can't bat away a single fork. I can't make a different choice for someone. I can't get someone to stick to their calories. I can't move for someone. My job is to influence someone. I fucking hate the term influencer because it's been very, very bastardized in 21st century life. But my job is to encourage and influence people, to lead the horses to the water, but to give them the tools they need to drink. But that doesn't always work with everybody. Sometimes it could very well be that my approach could be better, particularly in the early days when I was still learning more about human psychology. But also, it's understanding what works for one person won't necessarily work for the next. It's trial and error, finding those trigger points, finding what drives someone, what unlocks that disciplined section of our mind. Because we've all got it. We've all got that area of our head where things just click. And they don't become easy, but they do become easier. But there has been a lot of people where I just haven't been able to influence them. Be it they've not moved away from the damaging diet mentality they've had previously. So as much as we've tried our best to implement sustainable procedures, they've still adopted a diety mindset. So funny enough, when they're not being coached anymore, the weight goes back on. And they've not truly embraced the approach that I'm trying to get at, which is things have got to be sustainable. You have to change your life, hence the word transformation being used quite a bit. But sometimes, like I said, it's it's me understanding people better and building my knowledge base to go, what works for this person isn't going to work for this person. And finding different ways of coaching people. When you're early on in your career, it's very, very easy to firstly make mistakes, but we'll come back to that, but also to not be brave enough to do what needs to be done. I've got clients that need a whip cracked, not through any deprecation point of view, but they need someone on them every single day to keep them accountable, to help them build their habits because the the things they input into their life are very fragile. But then I've got some people where touching base once a month would be enough. Everybody's different. Everybody finds their own way but it's obviously got to be driven by a want to do it in the first place. And sometimes there is one aspect that I can't control, which is the position that people come to me in. Some people come to me too early. They pay their money, they sign up, we go through the motions, but they just they weren't quite at that 100% of, I've got to do this headspace. They maybe were briefly inspired by a friend or relative and they sign up, all enthused, but in actual fact, they're not quite ready to make that change. And when it comes to a transformation, you've got to be ready. It doesn't have to be deprecating. It doesn't have to be depriving. It, but it has to be something that you are truly engaged with and truly want to do. Because if you do, then me as a coach, I can find a million and one different ways of skinning that cat. But 
I digress. The point is, there's been many a failure in my career. And for the longest period of time, I would feel those failures. They would hurt. And in some ways, they still do. Take the classes that I run, for an example. Back in the day, there was a class called Yummy Mummies. Uh, It was when we first had the triplets. Rach wanted to get back into exercise. I wanted to go back to work. I realized that there was a, a big market of women that wanted exercise but wanted the ability to bring their babes along with them because they couldn't get childcare or, more importantly, you know, weren't able to because of breastfeeding, etc. So I wanted to create an environment where women could build that community, a bit like a coffee club, but more so building from that from a perspective of let's exercise too. And initially it was it was pretty successful. But it's one of those things where looking back, you know all the mistakes that you made. You know all the things that you could have done to evolve on things further. But this is years ago now. I mean, the triplets are five now. This was, you know, five years ago. And my mindset in terms of things has come a long, long way. Not to mention, sat here at the beginning of 2022, the world's come a long, long way. And we aren't quite as happy to be close with people anymore. So community has become a weird thing in comparison to the contact that it was previously. But there's been many a class, even recently, that I failed at. Now, failure is a very, very ambiguous term because you could argue what is failure. Failure is is the determination of something you deem to be unsuccessful, but that doesn't mean that someone else would deem it to be unsuccessful. Take uh, a Monday morning class that I recently put on. Numbers were great initially. They dwindled. They were based upon kind of feedback. Yep, we want a morning class, etc. But people just weren't consistent at it. Could I have pushed the class? Could I have driven it further to the point of getting attendees? Yes, of course. But it all depends on where you want to put your focus. Because classes aren't the only thing that I do. I've got my clients that I look after. I've got my family. I've got myself, of course. And I've got uh, my programs that I run. So it's important for me to make sure I don't spread myself too thin. So if something isn't working, if something is failing, it's important for me to make that cutthroat decision of do I pursue it or do I step away from it? And also, it's also looking at the return. And a lot of people, when they go return, they think finance. They think, okay, return on investment. Am I getting my money's worth when it comes to this class? And yes, running a business, I have to take that mentality. But the bigger return for me is how many people I can influence. The reason that I moved my coaching business online, the reason why now all of it is based on helping people by the wire is because I can help more people. The whole reason I got into this industry was my love of helping people transform and recognize errors in their life and become better and stronger versions of themselves. And so... If I've got something which has taken up a substantial amount of my time in the week, which is only really helping two or three people, it's not really the best use of my time. It sounds silly, but the Monday morning class used to massively disturb my rhythm for my training for the week. I've always had this thing about Monday morning that I need to kind of hit the ground running. And having a Monday morning class so early was difficult for me to get in the gym beforehand. You know, I I get up early, but there is a limit. And what ended up happening is that I then didn't train 
And the domino effect of that was that because I didn't train, that was one thing of many, by the way, but it influenced it. And because I didn't train, I then didn't post on social media, for example, about training, which then didn't stir the conversation and the, I guess, the domino effect of conversation, the domino effect of discussion that then comes from training early and being consistent with training. Because I live and breathe this to give myself the best experience and up-to-date knowledge of what my clients go through. I have always hated the idea of being a coach that doesn't train and doesn't look after themselves because then you're just a fucking hypocrite. If I'm telling a client to train and be consistent, then I better be fucking consistent. I better not be in my glass house throwing stones. And the same thing goes for things like my nutrition as well. If I don't have a plan in place or if I'm not at peace with what I'm doing at that moment in time, I feel like a fucking hypocrite. Now, I'm not saying that we should always be tracking and always pursuing deficits. That's not my point. There's a time and a place. But it's the mindfulness. It's the balance, the moderation, which is important. Again, I'm digressing. My point is that in my past with classes, with clients, with my own deficits, with training, and yeah, if we touch on relationships, I've failed hundreds, thousands of times. Many a times I've responded to clients on their check-ins and that response has been met with animosity or with guard instead of embracing what I had to say. Sometimes that's been because of the way I've communicated it. Sometimes it's been because that's not what that client needed at that time and I read the situation wrong. The beauty of all of this is that all of those times I fucked up and I either didn't get a response or I did get one but it was more of a defense has added to my experience. It's taught me about people. It's helped me become a more rounded individual to consider more. Here I am, about to turn the grand old age of 34. And all of my experience, particularly I'd say in the last 10 years, definitely in the last five years, has put me in a position where I'm still evolving and I always will. I'm still in a position where I'm learning. But... I'm only the coach that I am at this moment, and I'll probably look back on this podcast and laugh, because of all of the failures I've had previously. There's an old saying that to succeed once, you have to fail a hundred times. And I agree. I agree. When it comes to my business, when it comes to myself, when it comes to my clients, when it comes to everything pretty much that I've ever done, you learn when you fuck up. Same thing goes to being a parent. You learn when you feel like shit, when you've, you know, handed out a punishment or, you know, a discussion which potentially was the wrong way about doing things. Or perhaps when, you know, you've not been there for the kids in the way that you want to be. You've been, you know, doing something on your phone, but oh, in a minute, darling, in a minute. And then you feel like crap afterwards. Success is great. And there is a lot that comes from being successful, from achieving the things we want to achieve, from conducting ourselves in the way that we want to conduct ourselves, etc. But in my opinion, as per the title of this podcast, failure is compulsory. Because if you don't ever fail, 
you will never know firstly what it feels like and therefore what success will really mean to you. But more importantly, if you never fail, you'll never know what doesn't work. And if you don't know what doesn't work, how the fuck are you supposed to know what does work? And this is where the massive ambiguity of transformation comes into play. If I never sent a reply to a client on a check-in and got a negative response, how could I ever know that that's not the way they want to be coached? Now, I'm not saying to any PTs that are listening to just reply to your clients and go, ah, fucking get on with it, go on. But my point is, you have to accept a part of failure. You have to accept that on your transformation journeys, on all of your journeys, every journey in life that you embark on, failure is compulsory. Now, I feel it's important at this stage to elaborate on what I mean by failure because failure is not failed. Failed is final. If you have failed, then in my opinion, the only way you failed is if you throw in the towel, if you stop trying. And what I mean by stop trying is pretty much in every faction, be it a coach, be it a person, be it your transformation, the only way you failed is to stop trying, to stop being open to new ideas, to stop reflecting upon what works and doesn't work, to stop self-reflecting and considering the errors and the journey you've been on so far and learning from experience. The only way you've failed is to not do those things. Those things. Failure is a part of the process. Cutting your teeth, I believe, is the saying. Because whether it is your relationship with your spouse, whether it is your deficit, whether it's your clients, whether it's your job, whether it's the work in which you do, the way you conduct yourself in life, the, the way you conduct yourself with people, I recently uh, bumped into a member of my family um, in outside of a supermarket and I wasn't happy with the way that I responded because there were certain elements of my life that I was looking to change at that moment in time and then I got caught out in terms of just caught off guard. I didn't conduct myself in the way that I wanted to conduct myself and I let something go which... I didn't want to be the person that lets it go anymore. It's very, very difficult to kind of elaborate on this without getting too specific, but I do want to keep that one to myself. But I wasn't happy with it. I looked at the situation. I came home to Rachel and I went, I'm not happy with the way I conducted myself there. I, I've not followed through on the promise I made to myself, which is I'm not going to let that shit fly anymore. But the problem is because it's what's always gone before. It's what I've always let go. It happened. And so the only way that I can change the way I am, the way that you know, I live my life and the things that I go through is to change the way and to change the things that I'm willing to tolerate. And for the third fucking time, I've digressed. <laughs> Podcasts. I don't even need another person here to go off on a tangent. My point is, what advice can I give to you, dear podcast listener? What can I leave you with at the end of this episode to encourage you to think about? Well, if you only ever see failure or stumbling or falling as a reason to give up or as a self-deprecating exercise of, for fuck's sake, your shit, why have you done that? Then you're missing the point. If 
you see failure as something which isn't meant to be part of your life or isn't meant to be part of your journey. You're meant to ruthlessly adhere to your calorie targets, your steps and your movement. You're meant to ruthlessly get on with it, come hell or high water. You're not meant to have the occasional morning where you sleep in, where you snooze a few too many times. The odd workout where you chuck it in halfway through. The odd day where you kick the ass out of your calories. If you see all of these things as stuff that is never going to happen, then you too have missed the point. You are human. And because you are human, you need to understand that you are going to fail. But that's okay. Because the only way that you have failed is if you stop completely. You will never, ever fail if you just keep persisting. Keep trying again. Keep learning from experience. Learn what works and what doesn't work. As you navigate your journey, understand roads that you have traveled down and seen where they lead. Understand behaviors that you repeat. Recognize that if you do what you have always done, you will get what you have always got. Understand that for you to evolve as a person, so too must your habits, your life, and the way you live it. Recognize that failure is not optional. Failure is not something that only the weak go through. Failure is not something which is an exception and something which shouldn't be in your life. Failure is fucking compulsory. Failure is a must because only by failing can we learn. And only by learning can we grow and evolve and only by growing and evolving can we truly achieve what we are looking to achieve. Not just the physical transformation, not just the mental transformation, but the life transformation, the contentment, the confidence and the happiness, the fulfillment that we are looking for. And remember, failure is something, like I said, that you can learn from. And therefore it is something that is within your control. You can't control whether you fail or not, not really. In most circumstances, elements are going to be outside of your control. Some elements will be within your control, but my point is that there will be parts which are out of your control. And so it's important to remember to accept the things that you can't change, but have the courage to change the things you can and the wisdom to know the difference. And the first of those things that you can change is the way that you respond to failure. Don't react, respond. Folks, appreciate your time. See you on the next one. Toodles.